Welcome to another episode of National Energy Talk. I'm Mark Stansbury. When it comes to technology, research, innovation, and development, it's important to have spokesmen like we have today to discuss different options we have, not only in the United States, but globally. Today, we have with us the CEO and president of Carter Wind, based in Wichita Falls, Texas, Matt Carter. Welcome, Matt. Well, hello, Mark. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, it's wonderful to be with you, and I look forward to this and have looked forward to this uh, for quite some time because it's, it's, a, it's a great project you have going on, uh, and we want to get in de- the details of it. But first of all, we always like to hear about your background as a CEO and president. You had a journey, I know, and we'd like to hear about your journey up to this point. Well, sure, Mark. Um, you know, growing up, I was very fortunate enough to uh, have grown up in a family, beginning with my great grandfather, my grandfather, and my father, that very involved in energy projects, early, uh, you know, emission vehicle emission projects, renewable energy projects, aviation projects, you know, an entrepreneurial, uh, innovative family. And so growing up, that was always around and um, very fortunate to, to have grown up and, and, uh, uh, been exposed to uh, so much of that. Tell us about your background as far as college, high school, uh, where you attended, and your your journey that way as well. Yeah, so following in the family footsteps uh, out of high school, I uh, decided to get my mechanical engineering degree, uh, went to Texas Tech uh, University. Uh, I guess uh, ended up being a third generation. My grandfather and father both graduated as mechanical engineers from Tech. Uh, you know, having... Uh, been involved in aviation, our, one of our, our aviation business and our wind energy business. I was always interested in things that went round and round and displaced, uh, you know, wind or air. And so I was very fortunate there to, uh, to get a, a job at Bell Helicopter in Fort Worth uh, in designing rotors. And uh, that was a great opportunity for me to uh, learn more about the different rotor systems, how they operate, uh, and so uh, that was a great opportunity. And then from there, I ended up, again, knowing that I wanted to get back into the wind energy business, took a job with one of the largest uh, wind energy developers in the U.S. I believe they still are today. Uh, Florida Power and Light, FPL Energy is what it was called then. And I think it's called NextEra now. And uh, uh, learned a lot about uh, the, the wind business, uh, uh, working, working with them as well. Which leads us to your company. We want to hear about what your company's, uh, the products and the opportunities you have and the technology you have, uh, and it's at the forefront. And uh, please tell us about your company and uh, what your, your goals are. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, our, our company's Carter Wind Turbines. Uh, like you mentioned, we're uh, located uh, primarily in Wichita Falls, but we are expanding and building a, a new manufacturing facility in Lawton. Um, you know, most people are, are familiar with the large wind turbines and the large wind farms market. And most people are, are familiar with small wind turbines for, you know, homes or residentials. But we see a tremendous market globally for uh, what we call distributed wind for industrial customers, uh, whether it's an oil and gas producer, whether it's a mining operation, whether it's a, a remote uh, village, electric village cooperative, 
that's off the grid and operating uh, on diesel for their electricity that that they cannot use the large wind turbines and and the small wind turbines aren't large enough. And it's very it's a very, very large market, actually, globally. If you look South America, Africa, Asia Pacific region, uh, all the places where they're using diesel generators to produce their electricity, they could integrate a wind energy uh, solution to dramatically lower their their cost of energy. Uh, there's been this need for, you know, but the logistics of going after these opportunities is very difficult. Um, you know, typical wind turbines, large wind turbines require cranes for installation and maintenance. We have a unique, uh, a bit of a unique wind turbine and that it uh, tilts up and down. It has a guide tower and uh, uh, much like an oil rig uh, tilts up and down and uses a small uh, pulley block and, and uh, gin pole to, to tilt itself up and down. We do the same thing with our wind turbine. And again, that, uh, that allows us to eliminate the, the need for cranes for installation and maintenance. It allows us to go to these remote locations uh, that, uh, that typically can't be served by uh, traditional uh, uh, you know, wind, wind products, wind solutions. Well, you have a plant, or uh, I understand a manufacturing facility, uh, that's located in, in Lawton, Oklahoma. And uh, how many are employed there and, and what's the size of the operation? Well, we're just getting started on that facility, um, Mark. Um, you know, my, we, you know, our Carter Wind was one of the early pioneers in the wind energy uh, business uh, during the, the mid 70s uh, uh, and through what I, you know, through the mid 90s. We sold the business. Uh, got started in our in our aviation business in the mid '90s, and so we're getting back into the business, and um, and so we're restarting that production facility, and and Lawton is is the place that we're setting uh, setting setting up. You know, uh, as we decided to get back into the, the the wind business, we wanted to go after markets where the other turbine manufacturing factors were not and we wanted to use utilize a product that we had produced in the past and that's where we identified this remote market and it's and it's a different way uh than traditional wind and so what we've been doing is trying to identify how do we scale this market opportunity globally very quickly and it's about finding financing and it's about finding strategic partners to help us grow this globally and so the that's what we've been doing. Uh, so we know we have a technology. We know we have a technology solution. Now it's putting together the business solution uh, to, to capture this very large market opportunity. And that's what we've been doing uh, over the last couple of years. And now um, those pieces are in place. And um, now it's time to get the manufacturing facility up and running. So uh, last year before last, we reached out to the Department of Energy, told them what we were doing. They're familiar with us and got excited about it. Uh, they came on board. And with that support, then we, we did a multi-state site search, searching in Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas and Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, the community of Lawton really, really uh, liked this opportunity. Um, and so we, we, we've now selected uh, the community of Lawton and the state of Oklahoma to build our new manufacturing facility. So we are in process of, uh, of getting that facility up and running now. Are you find, uh, finding opportunities for workforce development or 
uh, or do you have uh, those that are interested in in applying? Uh, do they contact you, or, or do you already have uh, a workforce in place? Well, uh, in terms of workforce development, the state of Oklahoma has a gr- has great a uh, great program, uh, Great Plains Technology Center there in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, it has been very helpful and engaged with us as we look to train uh, train employees. And so, uh, yeah, so it's uh, the state of Oklahoma is very helpful in that way. Well, I know there's some students that listen to this program. And what advice do you have for them? I mean, it seems like, you know, there's so many opportunities in the energy field now, as far as the energy sector. And I say sectors because there's definitely oil and gas when we think of Oklahoma and Texas and so forth. But uh, we definitely have wind and solar and other areas, but focusing on wind. What advice do you have for the student or those that really want to transfer uh, their expertise into the wind area? Well, first and foremost, find something that you're passionate about, you know, uh, and 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 give it, you know, once you find that, uh, give it everything you've got. Learn as much as you can. Uh, take risks uh, where that where it makes sense, and uh, you know, follow your follow your dreams and passions. Uh, Aside from that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just uh, finding, finding folks that you like to work with and create a long-term uh, uh, relationship with those, those, with that industry and, and the folks that are involved in that industry. I know you talked about, at least we had a conversation in the past about uh, how wind energy and the application to the energy field uh, could be applied. Can you give more specifics to that? Uh, as to how you can use this uh, wind uh, energy uh, in the fields in a better application than uh, what's in the process now. You've kind of talked about that overall, but not specifically the petroleum. So what we're seeing more and more is uh, ESG mandates by shareholders for large oil and gas uh, publicly traded uh, type companies. And it's not enough to just you know, procure renewable energy from pro- wind, large wind projects uh, 500 miles away. They're wanting to generate uh, renewable energy on site. And, it, you know, there's been a recent announcement by Devon Energy where they partnered uh, and they're looking to, to pilot test uh, a solar uh, uh, energy storage solution out in the Delaware ba- uh, Basin in Texas and um, Texas and New Mexico. And so, that's interesting. You know, we're, we're looking at opportunities, similar opportunities in, uh, again, in, in Canada with producers up there. And really, if you think about it, a, a wind solution integrated with an energy storage makes a whole lot more sense. Uh, typically, your peak energy uh, cost and demand is during the day, right? That's, that's typically when you produce your solar. And at night is when your lowest cost of energy is. So, so that's the best time to store the wind energy is store the wind energy in the batteries at night and then release it back into the peak times of the day in the afternoon. So in a lot of ways, a, a, a distributed wind integrated energy storage system is complementary to solar, but makes more sense when integrated with the energy storage. And so, again, we're seeing a lot of these energy companies start to look at this as an opportunity to uh, reduce their emissions and, and, and meet uh know some of the requirements that their shareholders are uh, are putting forward. You have two products that I see listed uh, on the website. Are there more than two products or is it just the two? 
right now, Mark, we're focused on this distributed, what we call mid-size market. And so it's it's less than a, a one megawatt or a thousand kW and greater than a hundred kW. So we have a 300 kilowatt uh, machine, which is the equivalent of 400 horsepower. So it's not a small machine by any stretch. It's it's pretty significant. It generates uh, about 1.3 to 1.4 million kilowatt hours uh, annually. Uh, so a typical a, a typical home will 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 use say a thousand kilowatts uh, a month, twelve thousand kilowatt hours uh, annually. So you know you're looking at a hundred. Uh, or you know, about how many are how many said a thousand term thousand homes that this this machine can can power? So uh, it's significant. It is you know it's a significant amount of power. Will you be uh, looking for distributors throughout the U.S. and globally, or how does that work? Well, initially starting out, Mark, we're we're actually uh, you know our business structure is not just as a, a turbine manufacturer. We look at ourselves as an energy company. Uh, as we as we explored uh, what the, the market needed for this segment, most customers really don't want to own a wind turbine and manufacture or uh, operate it. They just want the they want the power, or they want the lower cost power. They want their uh, emission credits, and they don't really want to own and operate the assets. So typically, what we do as a company is we come in there and say uh, we provide the customer zero risk. We finance the project. We service and maintain, and we provide guaranteed energy savings to the to to the customer. Uh, and we do that utilizing a wind turbine technology that we have designed, and we also uh, manufacture. Uh, so it's not just about manufacturing wind turbine; it is it's ultimately about selling uh, renewable, lower cost energy to. Uh, to end consumers. Congratulations for uh, for your company's efforts, and it sounds like it's going to be successful by just the indication of the need. And so I'm real excited to hear about uh, the technology and the uh, innovation put forward and uh, the development ahead. It's it's uh, exciting times for your uh, your company, but also really for for the from the global aspect, uh, I think many things are going to happen in the next several years when it comes to research innovation. It looks like your company is at the forefront in wind energy. It's wonderful. You know, uh, advice. Uh, what's what's advice? And we talk about students, but there's there's also uh, advice that you probably could uh, convey to anyone that's in the leadership. Uh, when, you, when we're talking about leadership in the energy field, uh, what advice do you have? Uh, and maybe, if not only advice, but maybe some challenges and some uh, opportunities that led you along the way. What we're really trying to do is we're, we're, we're trying to create direct impact in people's lives. Uh, again, targeting these remote communities. Uh, you think Alaska, remote Alaska, these villages in remote Canada and all over the world. Again, they rely on expensive diesel. Uh, it's a great source of energy, but it's expensive not only to procure it, but to actually to, to ship it to these locations. So oftentimes, shipping costs double the cost of energy to these folks. And when you can come in and you can reduce a customer's energy cost because they're using this other form, this 
diesel and you can reduce their energy costs by half, you can dramatically change these people's lives. These folks are using and spending over 50% of their income on energy. And we, we take that for granted here in, in you know, Texas and Oklahoma and, and the U.S. But many of these places around the world don't have the energy in, infrastructure that we have and they need it and uh, to help improve their lives, to help improve their productivity and the, their family's productivity. So that is what gets me excited is having the opportunity to, to change uh, change lives in these in these regions of the world who again some don't have it and if they do it's very expensive and they can only use it for the most uh most critical of of applications so this is a life changer for many people uh in the world and that's what gets me excited and then but we'll 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 take it we'll go after the other opportunities as they uh develop but uh uh energy is so important uh everybody know you know most people know that uh you know, the oil and gas industry knows that's the world needs access to low cost energy to improve global productivity. And and it's 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 what's driven, uh, you know, access to low cost fossil fuels over the last hundred years has has driven our productivity. And it's it's been a good thing. And there's other ways to to to, to generate low cost electricity, too, from renewable sources. And, and that's what we're doing. I like what you're saying, because uh, I often you know, look at it from the standpoint of, as, as you do, we have 330 million people in the United States, but there are 7 billion people out there or more. And uh, there are around 3 billion people that don't really have access by any means that are necessary to provide reading at night for, for their children and refrigeration and heating and, and all the different things that come from energy and opportunities that come from energy. So, I'm glad you look at it from that perspective because I think it's so important for our future. We're not just looking at what happens in the United States, but really when it comes to energy, we need to look at it from the standpoint of what's best for the world globally. When you think of Ukraine today, you know, you, you know, how are you going to block wind? Wind does not get blocked. It's delivered for free. It doesn't require a pipeline. It doesn't require a transmission line. And in many of these places where your neighbor is not your friend, they can cut your energy supplies off. So, this is a good way, you know, this is a good thing. And, um, and so again, uh, when you think of Africa in these developing regions of the world, um, they have challenges with getting the infrastructure uh, in place to get access to low cost wind, but or energy, but you can do it with renewable solutions. I really appreciate this conversation because many times we just look at, at what's going on in our state or states and and throughout the United States and kind of stop there and go, even in North America, there's so many opportunities to help in North America, South America, but throughout the world. And so it's something that I think uh, we miss uh, to talk about. I think it's great that you brought it to the forefront because we need to talk more about that. It's not just a, a uh, local issue, regional issue. It's a worldwide issue. And wind can lead the way in a lot of ways. So Appreciate your efforts that way. You, I know you've got some mentors because you talked about them already. Uh, you have a family that has uh, been involved in the aviation, the wind, and you mentioned Texas Tech. So it's kind of a twofold question in that what universities, I put plural, uh, universities uh, when it comes to the engineering side, would you recommend? And I'm sure there's many, many that are outstanding, but, you know, narrow, narrow that down, but also um, mentors outside of your family 
that led you to uh, where you are today? Okay. Well, there, there are many great colleges out there, obviously. Uh, you know, I have a, a daughter uh, who is just now graduating high school and has gone through the college exploration process, and, and I've had to bite my tongue. My wife is an Aggie, Texas A&M Aggie. I'm a Red Raider, and we've just, you know, we just let her pick her own path and find her own way. And, and uh, so there's many different colleges out there. You just got to find a fit that, that fits for you. And uh, I wouldn't try to recommend, uh, you know. but for, as, as far as mentors, I had a very good mentor. Uh, you know, uh, he was a former Caterpillar uh, executive that we brought in and, and he taught me a lot about business development and, and how the big companies operate and work. And, you know, I'd grown up, uh, you know, engineering, you know, and entrepreneurial had it, but not, you know, didn't have a whole lot of experience on how, you know, big businesses looked at things and, you know, uh, you know, how executive leadership and he was a great mentor, uh, for me. Can you provide us your contact information? It's, uh, it's something that it's very intriguing, I know, to many out in the energy field. Well, you can go to our our website, carterwin.com, pretty simple website. From there, you can get more information about uh, our products and, and how you can uh, contact us uh, directly to, via phone or via uh, email. Carterwin.com. And please, uh, listeners, go to the website, learn more about the products, learn more about the wind energy and the future of wind energy when it comes to uh, Carter Wind turbines. It's It's been a joy to be with you, Matt. I hope to have you back sometime in the near future. Uh, it's it's wonderful. A lot of times our guests have been, you know, from our part of the world, we talk a lot about oil and gas uh, and some other alternatives, but it's great to have you on to talk about wind, especially uh, when it comes to our part of the world where there's a lot of it. <laughs> so, uh, but But globally, the challenges we talked about and the opportunities are there. Uh, and I hope that uh, people will take note of that, of what you're trying to do, not just look at it from a standpoint of, uh, of what can we can do here in the U.S., but throughout the world. Uh, any closing comments, Matt? Yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate this opportunity, Mark. It, and as I mentioned before, you know, energy is so important to the world and there's multiple sources of energy and we're, well, one part of that, and but it can be a significant part. And, and again, appreciate the opportunity, Mark, to share this with your listeners. Well, you've been listening to Matt Carter, CEO and President of Carter Wind Turbines, based in Wichita Falls, Texas. Thank you, Matt, for being on National Energy Talk. Thank you, Mark. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of National Energy Talk.